the old-fashioned 1950s head nod. Where did that go? Right, exactly. Nice to see you. I can tip my hat to you. <laughs> Fine, sir. Welcome, everyone, to the Not How I Remember It podcast. Uh, this is episode number four we're on, which is mm-hmm. exciting. Um, so exciting. This um, episode, we are reading The Pistachio Prescription by Paula Danzinger, uh, which was not a book that I was familiar with. But Jenny, this was uh, one that you remember, right? Well, from childhood? Yes, this was one that I read from childhood. And you forgot to say your name. You're Mandy. Oh, I am. Hi, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, The Pistachio Prescription was a book that I read And so, you know, in my Googling of um, old book covers, it popped up and I thought, oh, that'll be a good one. And um, yeah, it it was. I can uh, read the back of it. Yeah. Give us a a summary of it. Oh, and my book is from, it was originally published in 1978, but my copy is from 1999. So I don't know if it has... I'm assuming it might have some changes, but this was like yeah. pre-cell phone. It really sort of felt like when I read it, it didn't feel like it had changes to it no. at all. Because no, I also had a newer version, um, but it didn't feel like it had been tweaked much. It felt like mm-hmm. it was really sort of written so that it was a universal story. Yeah. Okay. So here's a little synopsis on the back. Um, Cassie Stevens is dealing with a lot. She's got asthma. She's running for freshman no. Okay. Fresh person. See, that's, <laughs> I don't know. Was that changed? No, that's the word they use. She's running. Okay. Let's go again. She's running for fresh person class president. World War III is being waged daily in her home, beginning at the breakfast table and ending with slam doors at night. Her older, shorter, more beautiful sister never ceases to remind her that Cassie is a giraffe. Cassie's not really sure how it started, but eating pistachio nuts always makes her feel better. Whenever Everyone is yelling and no one is listening. Whenever a problem seems insurmountable, grabbing a handful of those little red nuts always helps. Cassie has medicine for her asthma attacks, so why not have a prescription for unhappiness attacks? Excellent. And uh, I was showing my daughter the book today, and she read it. She's like, oh, that's great. And then she says, why are the pistachios pink? And I'm like, well, they're red. And she goes, well, why are they red? And I go, it's funny you asked that because I did a little research about this as well. And if you don't mind, I would like to give no, a little No, please history. do. Because I also was like, researched it. Like, why is she getting red pistachios? Why are hands <laughs> always stained from these pistachios? And I could not recall that how I remember pistachios. Um, yeah. So then I read more about it. And then I thought, maybe they were. Yeah. So I do remember them being red. I didn't eat pistachios. Um, my mom had a peanut allergy, so nuts weren't allowed in our house. <laughs> well, peanut butter was, but that's a story for another book, maybe. <laughs> um, so we didn't have any. I just remember they were like in barrels in like the bulk section of the grocery store. And yeah, they were red. So 
I was like, oh, I forgot they were red because the ones in my cabinet now are green and they're like a pretty hip nut. <laughs> like everybody, right. everything's pistachio, you know? So they, uh, yeah, they used to be bright red and they were produced in the Middle East. They would harvest them and then there was like stains and imperfections on them. So they thought, well, nobody's going to want to eat these. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to get a red dye <laughs> and cover it all up and nobody will know. And so that's what they did. They, they made bright red nuts and uh, it got on your fingers as we'll discuss from the book. But then in 1979, when there was that hostage crisis, uh, there was an embargo placed on Iran and it was then lifted in 81 and enforced again from 87 to 2000. So a lot of the imports of the pistachios were halted. And so I guess people were like, well, I want pistachios. So the United States started producing them and um, as a direct result of this, um, they stopped with the red color because um, I guess the nuts are, uh, they're mechanically hold and dried within 24 hours. And so this uh, gets rid of the stains and the splotchy imperfections. And so they didn't need it. Um, and in one article I read um, says, and pistachios became a little more boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was really sort of an interesting history of the pistachio. Yeah, it was fascinating mm -hmm. because I also was like, what, how, red pistachios? And so I looked it up and was reading all of that too because I'm like, pistachios are just so ingrained as like this green nut, right? And they are, right. like you said, a hip nut. I think there's a new pistachio latte at Starbucks. Yeah, and it's a pistachio cake and it's all yes. green. And, and so I just, I found that really interesting and we got a little history lesson there about the, uh, yes. about our embargoes on Iran. And, and now 98% <laughs> of our pistachios um, come from California. Yeah. So fascinating. We learned a little history along with Ooh. this book. So that was nice. Yeah. No, so that was cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So they didn't change the red pistachios. So that was good. No. Well, that's yeah. It was like a plot device too. But. You're right. Right, 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 right. Paula Danzinger um, is a big, I mean, wrote over 30 books, um, including um, The Cat Ate My Gym Suit, um, which was a, another big one from the 80s. <laughs> and, um, and still a very popular one, the Amber Brown series, which is like a beginning reader book. Yeah, I didn't, I've seen those, but. Um, yeah, I have them in my like library that? and um, lots of, you know, sort of second graders. It's a big book for second graders because um, yeah. it's that beginning chapter. But so I'm always impressed when an author can um, write to two very distinct mm -hmm. audiences and had such popularity in both audiences. Yeah. Because, I mean, I could attempt to write to many audiences, <laughs> but, but to also be like well-published and well-received is, uh, is yeah. a whole other thing. So, all right, yeah. well, let's get in uh, to this book. Uh, this is a second book in a row that made me rethink my desire as a child to have a sister. Um, <laughs> um, because uh, although these two came around to get along with yes. each other, Cassie is the middle child. She's got the older sister and the younger brother. And she and her sister just do not get along no. at all. Uh, and I was, thought it was a very sort of um, a very authentic representation of siblings. Um, yes. I, I only had one older brother, but that sort of just like can't stand each other. You're going to bicker, 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 bicker until you need to come together. Right. Yes. And then you're going to work together as a and team. Then you're and you have, you have 
two kids. I have two kids. Yeah. We see that often at our house too. Yeah, they definitely, they bickered a lot. And it was funny because you can just take like a piece of string from your sweater and it becomes a fight. Yeah. You know? Yes, absolutely. I thought she did a really good job um, sort of showing that sibling relationship and sort of how everyone sort of plays their roles, you know, like the older sister was kind of bratty and snotty and bossy and the youngest you know, brother really sort of played the baby role to get attention mm-hmm. and to, you know, and so like, and, and people, I think even, even as adults, sometimes we still fall into those roles in our like family <laughs> unit sometimes, right? Oh you yeah. Know? I'm convinced of that. Yeah. So I, 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 I thought she did a, just an excellent job, um, really representing that sort of family dynamic. Well, yeah. And I think, you know, right from the first page, we get a look at Cassie's home life and, like you were saying, she's got the sister who looks like the dad and the little brother has red hair and green eyes like the mom. And then there's Cassie and she's the tallest and she has brown hair and brown eyes. And she said the only one she looked like was her brother's gerbil or yes. whatever. So she, she feels like an outsider in her own family and her own family dynamic seems to have... Um, quite a lot of problems that were were brought into right from the start um right we meet her mom who seems really overbearing and i uh diagnosed her seeming to have missed out on her own formative years somehow like perhaps got married too young and had kids and she's trying so hard to live kind of through her teenage daughter absolutely and it, it kind of made me cringe i was like oh god please don't do that and yeah um, and I, I uh, just in the first chapter, there was um, some quotes that I wrote down that I was couldn't believe her mom said. So Cassie has asthma, but I think the asthma at this point is more panic attack induced. Like it comes on when Cassie has a problem. So they were going to go shopping and the mom was driving that boat, like, you know, and, and Cassie knew there was going to be a fight afterwards between the mom and the dad about money because the mom just keeps spending money. So one of the quotes she had said was, um, oh, I get tired of having to put up with your hypochondriacness. And I was like, well, she has asthma. She And it's panic attacks. And she's not, I mean, she does have a little bit of hypochondria, but the mom just Saying that, that sounds like something a sister would say. Yeah. And then another one was um, when they were going to the mall and, and Cassie didn't really, because she knew how it would turn out. Her mom would get clothes and she would get things that she didn't want. And her mom said, think of all the poor children who would love to have their mothers take them to Bloomingdale's. <laughs> and I, again, thought that was a really interesting comment because it kind of shows where this mother's brain, you right. know, is going and right. it's it's not really on mothering. And then one last thing is that Cassie, um, for her birthday, she wanted paints or and art stuff. And her mom's like, "No, we're gonna go shopping, and it's gonna be fantastic." And and when she paints things, her mom says, "Well, your artwork is too modern for my decor." And I'm like, "Well, you know, the poor old like 
things my kids make in art class that are like ashtrays or whatever right, well, those right, don't right. really fit my decor but here they are in right. every room of the house you know yeah cassie certainly had a lot of a lot of anxiety yeah she was really sort of down on herself about everything i was like oh can we get this girl some therapy rather than constantly and not her best sort friend. of like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> although best friend award of the year definitely yeah. goes to vicky because yeah. she was just i'm like we all need a friend like that she nailed it cassie is just down at she doesn't like her looks um you know she doesn't think you know anyone really sort of likes her and you sort of get it there's a lot going on in her family like you mm -hmm. said the mom has um clearly got some issues she's working through um the sister you know isn't real supportive of her the mom and dad are fighting constantly whether it's about money or work mm -hmm. or the house or things like that and so she just has all these things going and i just Oh, I wanted to give her a hug, yeah. you know, at the beginning of the story because she just had no confidence in herself whatsoever. You're just cheering from her, for her from the get-go, oh, yeah. I think. Oh, definitely. And one of the things her mom said when then Cassie says that she eats pistachios when she feels nervous or upset and she doesn't remember how it started, which, you know, it was this, an interesting pick of a, a food to, to have when you're upset. Um, but her mom once said, oh, not again. You look like an axe murderer, you know, <laughs> based on the red on her fingers. But unfortunately, she is eating pistachios as some sort of coping mechanism to avoid dealing with, you know, what's going on in her household. Yeah. And hiding them all over her room. She's got oh, like yeah. hidden stashes, which is like, ah, oh, no, this is how eating order disorders begin. Well, right. I'm like, oh, we have disordered eating. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there was so much going on. And, you know, I think it was um, probably at the time, like I said, I, I, I don't recall reading this, um, but it really sort of, I know um, several friends um, growing up who were going through divorces. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and I don't remember reading a lot of books about divorce. And so mm -hmm. I think, wow, I'm glad that there were books out there during that time because, uh, you know, because you really sort of did feel that sort of anxiety that the kids had and the worry and when the parents are fighting and what's going to happen and who are we going to live with and, yes. you know, how is this all going to play out? Um, and it really, uh, I'm sure, spoke to a lot of people um, who had to deal with that tension and that stress and that in their lives, um, which sometimes, you know, uh, literature sort of glosses over, you know, ugly mm -hmm. stuff, um, right. especially in kids' books, right? We just sort of gloss over things in, in kids' oh, books. Oh, yeah. Like, everything is hunky-dory, and kids have wonderful childhoods. And, and so um, I really liked that she addressed that and sort of the reality of it, that they weren't just going to get back together by the end of the book like a Disney movie, right. you know? No, and that was interesting because one of the little boy, Andrew, said, on all the TV shows, everyone makes up in the end, but we don't. And yeah. that was, you know, she was a – Paula is a, a good writer because she really – kind of hit you in the heart with those type of <laughs> right absolutely narratives. yeah that, that reality that that was that was reality for a lot of a lot of yeah. kids uh, and, and, and this is. book yeah it came out in 1978 and that that was sort of when divorcing was not that divorcing didn't wasn't before then but a lot of times people stay together because that's what you did right you know and then it sort of started, and this divorce, they fought a lot. This was not right. like, we're all one family divorce. This right. was a, I'm taking my stuff, and we're going here, and I'll see you on the weekend, and yeah. that, it was a bad one. 
Yeah. It wasn't a healthy relationship to, to at the time. And so, yeah, it, yeah. it was, it was not a, a very amicable, amicable. What is that? What was that term that oh. Gwyneth Paltrow used? Oh, I don't know. Um, uh, conscious uncoupling. Yes, yes. There was no conscious That's, uncoupling. Was, no, this. no. And it was contentious. That's the word yes, I was looking yes, for. Yes, contentious. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I loved how in this book, um, we already mentioned like her friend and what a great support system she was. But so I, there's this part in the um, book where the, the kids in the freshman class or fresh person, as Cassie right. likes to refer to it because she was <laughs> probably an early feminist. Yes. The fresh person class decide that the kids who are always like in the in crowd, they always get everything. They always win everything. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to get everyone else together and have this operation overthrow. Right. So yeah. they got like, you know, the nerdy kids as well as the, you know, outcast kids as well as the music kids. And mm-hmm. they were going to run together. Uh, for student council or fr- freshman class board or whatever yep. freshman council, um, and I love to see how Cassie's confidence started to grow as she oh, yes. to see, you know, how other people had some confidence in her. Like, oh well, you get along with everybody, so you could be the fresh person, you know, class president. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I love to see how she started to grow that confidence. She did. And it was very smart, I think, to make a slate because, you know, I think that's what helped them. Right. Absolutely. And yeah, no, she did have a nice group of friends and then, you know, a boy started to like her and so her confidence and he was a nice, nice boy. He got kept through the whole book. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was really well written. I also loved how some of those insecurities, right? I think every new relationship, whether you're 13 or whether you're, you know, 35, um, those, you know, you have some insecurities like, did I say too much? Did I Mm -hmm. annoy them too much? Is this too quirky for them? And so she had some of those insecurities. It's like, oh, we got into, you know, they got into a squabble once because he asked her, she asked him what was bothering him more than once and it annoyed him. And so she, that's it. He's going to break up with me. But yeah, it was like really sort of very touching to see those, like everyone has those insecurities. Right. And again, Vicky coming through with you and I fight, we're still friends. And again, and then she's telling her, you don't have proper role models in your home. <laughs> Vicky, Vicky was going to become a great therapist. She probably she is. Was, mm-hmm. She was interested in it. And I'm sure that she has helped thousands of people in her in I'm her sure, career. yes. Yeah. She was good. And then freshman year is, you know, very nerve wracking. And then uh, for whatever reason, Cassie decides to pluck her eyebrows. <laughs> and, and she plucked them all the way off, which... I never did that. Um, <laughs> I cut my own bangs, but not. I never yeah, plugged right. bangs, my own eyebrows. Yeah, eyebrows, no. And then she goes to school with sunglasses on. But this, which I was thinking was like, oh, people could totally be horrible at you for be like, why is she wearing sunglasses? But she stood up to this one teacher who was um, a tyrant. And for whatever reason, I mean, you know, I guess you have a story to follow is it made her accepted and people were all in her court at this point. Right. But I was like, really? No, but she didn't take those off some point. People were like, ha your eyebrows look right. stupid. Like, <laughs> I know, exactly. You would think that someone would have said something. I did also thought it was a very sweet interaction with the principal. But she got <gasps> yes. sent to the principal's office for not taking off the sunglasses. Yeah. And I thought, you know, how he just really sort of extended some grace yeah. and some compassion to her and was like, 
just, it's fine. Wear the sunglasses. It's, you know, I have kids of my own. I know, you know, I know school is hard. We don't need to draw the line in the sand for this. Go ahead and wear the sunglasses until your eyebrows grow in. And I thought, oh my gosh, what a difference that made for her self-esteem to just buy her, you know, a little bit more time to sort of, you know, recover you know, from that mistake she made of plucking all around. Right. I mean, it pretty much turned her whole year around. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you're right. If she would have taken those sunglasses off, I guarantee uh, people, including her own sister, would have been, you know, making fun of her. Um, And yet it sort of turned her into this, you know, kind of cool kid that people were like, oh, hey, all right. She's got a little bit of gumption. She stood up to the teacher. She went to the principal's office. She came back and she's still wearing the sunglasses. Yeah. And I guess she's cool. Yeah, Yeah, it did. You're right. It really sort of, it turned the tide for her. I love that. Yeah. And um, then she does win fresh person (laughs) president. And, you know, then she becomes saddled with some responsibility that she handles pretty, pretty well. You know, she gets her share of people who are like, you didn't keep the promises. But uh, overall, she definitely... It was a really good experience for her. Yes, I loved it. Someone who hadn't read the book, um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I was like, I should read all the Paula Danziger books now. Um, and there was a Kramer versus Kramer moment um, <laughs> at, at the end of the book. They, well, they're trying to get their parents together. They realize it's not going to work. And then accidentally, there's a rusted part of a treehouse or wooded, rotted, whatever. I cannot think of the word like usual these days. Right. And and so what happens is the little brother falls through and they come and see the, him lying on the ground without, you know, he's missing a tooth and his leg is broken and they're at the hospital and they're like, this will bring them back together. Yeah. But it doesn't, but it's also a bit of a pivotal moment for the parents where I think they actually listen to each other for the yes. first time in a while because um, the dad was like, what were you doing? What why weren't you watching? And granted, the mom seemed to be kind of off duty a lot of the times going on dates and sleeping and stuff. But um, she's like, you built this treehouse. I told you it was dangerous. And, you know, he loved the treehouse. But she's like, I raised these kids 95% of the time. Right. You're here on the weekends. Cut me a little slack. And he said, you're right. Yeah, you know. it made me hopeful that moving forward, maybe they could uh, parent, co-parent uh, a little bit better than they had been co-parenting while they lived in the same house. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So another book that just really held up. I mean, I was really impressed. Um, I read this one so quickly. The last one I struggled through when we were reading Sweet Valley High. And this <laughs> one, I was like, oh my gosh, this is such a a touching story. Uh, and I really sort of see the growth of Cassie. Uh, you understand the trauma that's going on in her family. And uh, it just really, it really held up. I thought I was really impressed um, with another book from 1978 that didn't yeah. feel dated and weird. And No, um, it was it was great. And maybe at some point we'll read The Cat Ate My Gym Suit. Because right, people yeah. will be like, what is the gym suit? Right. <laughs> I know. Right. Yeah. So uh, nice pick, Jenny. Excellent. Thank pick. you. Yes. And uh, I'm hoping to, as I was telling you, um, some of these books that we really like to maybe uh, 
get a few copies and and put them uh, around town or wherever in our little free library so that other people, because I was at the bookstore not too long ago, and a lot of these books are, uh, you can only order them online. So if you're not looking for them specifically, you wouldn't know about them. A lot of the these old time books are not in our current bookstores. Right, so. right. And oftentimes not even in the library anymore. They've been weeded, no, I, you know, exa- for new editions. Exactly, so. Yeah, or new, or new uh, public, newly published books. So, but this one, yeah, for sure stands up. Um, and I, uh, I think you, it's, you have a, such a great idea to like put a couple copies out there and free little library so other, other people can discover some of these um, yeah. gems. Because uh, I think this one, this one was a really, a really good one. Yeah. If people have other suggestions for books um, that we uh, maybe haven't read, or maybe we have, but we haven't considered it yet, um, you can uh, reach us. We're on uh, Not How I Remember It podcast. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're also on Twitter now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we're at Not How I Remember It at Gmail. We can also um, get the podcast on Apple, Google, Amazon. Um, so we are available everywhere. We'd love for you to. Um, subscribe to us let us know what you think um and tell your friends about us too yep tell your friends all right well yep happy 2021 we shall see how it goes right <laughs> but uh we hope everyone is uh doing well and we'll catch you next time bye bye <laughs>